0: Welcome to Aetherius Radio Live, the hour of truth, I'm Richard Lawrence and
1: Chrissy
2: Blaze. A very warm welcome to our regular listeners and those who are new to Aetherius Radio Live, brought to you on Body Mind Spirit Radio every third Tuesday monthly at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. UK Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time. A serious Radio Live invites you to discover the cosmic message for this age revealed through legendary Master of Yoga and world-renowned medium Dr. George King between 1954 and 1997. Be prepared for another amazing show covering fascinating topics such as karma, UFOs, the Mother Earth, the New World, the Next Master, life on other planets and much, much more. Today, on Aetherius Radio Live, your hosts, Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze, will be talking about a subject which affects us all, solving the energy crisis. So without further ado, I give you Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. Thanks, Nikki.
0: Hello, is Richard there? Hello. Hello Richard. Hi. Oh, um best
2: thing We're to do is just for
0: if, uh... waiting for Richard to join us. Well, hello everybody. Um we've got a slight technical hitch here, but um welcome to the show and Richard is here. We're just um uh, getting him live well he's live but <laughs> speaker
2: on. yes it would appear we have a technical hitch chrissy so if we if the listeners can bear with Thanks. us hopefully we'll we be able to reconnect
0: richard
1: yes okay yes 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 oh, I think i'm a here can you hear me chrissy
0: yes loud and clear
1: can you are we coming out nikki loud and clear
0: <laughs>
2: absolutely both of you loud and clear
1: Right. Well, apologies to everyone listening. I heard all of that, but I don't think anybody heard me. But um, what I did say, Chrissy, is a very happy birthday.
0: Oh, thank you very much, Richard. Thank you. I'm having a A spectacular day.
1: On behalf of all the listeners to Ethereus Radio Live, we will wish you a very happy birthday today.
0: Oh, thank you so much. I've had some spectacular renditions of happy birthday from around the world and really appreciate <laughs> all the good wishes oh, good. Thank you so much.
1: Oh, good, good, good. Um, there is some kind of interference on the phone here, but um, as long as I, we're, I'm loud and clear, C- can I be heard? Yes, you're I think, very clear.
0: I don't hear any interference. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. No, nor do I now. Nor do I now. Uh, but it comes in and out. But it doesn't matter. Um, so... In the last program, of course, Chrissy, we we went into the Close Encounters of Mary King. And um, I think it's interesting that uh, the night after that, uh, Alison and I were walking on our, as we do, we have a little passage as we call it, a little walk around our area in Fulham. Of course, Fulham being a very, very significant part of the planet, because apart from anything else, there's a spiritual energy radiator located here and many cosmic transmissions have been taken in this area. But we, walked, we walk out every night, and we always keep our eyes on the skies, and we often see objects in the sky which are not UFOs or extraterrestrial craft, even though we look at them carefully sometimes to see if they are. Yes. But that that night, and it was a night after our broadcast, we just left the house for a walk, looked up in the sky where the sun had just set, and saw Alison and I... Uh, what appeared to be a large crimson globe. Actually, she saw it as a globe. To me, it was more like a bell-shaped object. And it was just kind of hanging there, stationary. And we both watched it for about a minute, then suddenly it moved a short distance, and again it stopped dead still. And these stop-start manoeuvres continued. At one point it dropped down, and that's where we both saw like, what looked like a bell-like shape. And then it changed from crimson to emerald green. And back to crimson wow. again, The whole, not not flashing, the whole object. Mm. Wow. And then it moved back to its original position, then it streaked off at a high speed towards the sunset and vanished in the twinkling of an eye. So I thought that was very interesting, and we have felt very uh, privileged to see it. I mean, we've been lucky, especially when the master was alive. I, I do remember on the rare occasions when we had vaca- short vacations, Um, uh, and I was still on call to the Master even on a vacation, Dr. King and we'd see sightings sometimes then I must have seen at least a dozen definite ones and and some that may or may not have been Um, but this one was one of the clearest ever so whether it's related to our broadcast about Mary King's Close Encounters uh, Chrissy, I don't know
0: Yeah, it's a spectacular sighting goodness me (laughs) I mean, it's one of the best ones I've ever heard, I think.
1: Well, it was a clear object, which is nice. Often it's sort of Mm. bright lights, and, you know, let's face it, millions of people have had sightings. And let let me just say, you do not need to have a UFO sighting to believe in them. Far, Mm. far from it. Uh, There are people who've never had a sighting who know far more about extraterrestrials than some people who have. So it's not that at all. But uh, it was just, I thought, an interesting possible connection there, since we've yeah. done that broadcast and talked about UFOs and so on on the, on the radio. Yeah. And I was anyway, fortunate because it was the
0: day before my UFO lecture, too, so I was able to um, mention it.
1: Oh, yes. And, so uh, yes, that, how did that go?
0: It went really well. And we've found, haven't we, Richard, good. over the years, when we're promoting UFOs, people seem to have good sightings. or you know, it seems They so. certainly do. And it's just our teachings, isn't it? We take one step towards the great ones the cosmic masters and mm. they've said mm. that they would take two towards us so we just have to
1: absolutely get
0: out there and you know investigate and look up at the skies <laughs>
1: <laughs> we certainly do and of course uh, we've just been uh, throughout the ethereal society celebrating easter and you know we're, we're we're not broadcasting on that tonight but it's a. Uh, it's a very significant victory of the forces of light, as we've talked about before, and as Dr. King has explained, like nobody else has ever explained it, I would recommend our listeners again to turn back to some of his wonderful um, dissertations and writings about the Master Jesus. Um, and I think it's also interesting and worthy of note, Chrissy, because we do focus uh, you know, on the Master Jesus, and rightly so. He gave us our main practice, the Twelve Blessings, also to mention that coming up is I don't know if it's pronounced Vesak or Vesak uh, Vesak I think um, on May the 10th and that of course is the celebration of the birth and enlightenment and eventual passing through Nirvana and onwards of the Lord Buddha.
0: Yes, absolutely. Very that's, important that's day. On,
1: it is, it's on May the 10th uh, this year and I think it raises a very, very interesting question, Chrissy, uh, which uh, we throw out to our listeners, which is, why is it that the Lord Buddha is now the Kamara of Shambhala? Because it was, on, it was in 1956 that he replaced the Sanat Kamara, described as a lord of the flame of Venus, who'd been here since certainly we came to Earth, 18 million years ago, over 18 million years ago, He'd been uh, the Kamara of Shambhala and he left and he, his place was taken by the Lord Buddha. I think that's an extremely interesting, significant move. Uh, I'm sure we can't begin to understand the full ramifications of it because we, we know very little about, really, the Lord Buddha, the great being that was the Lord Buddha or an aspect of, of whom was the Lord Buddha. You know, we know he came from Venus and we know that he's associated with a particular path and a path that he taught brilliantly successfully uh, of finding enlightenment by going within, of course, with compassion, great compassion. But obviously he's come back now at a time when that is not the order of the day, this is this is the interesting thing to me. I mean, one thing you might remember, Dr. King predicted uh, that there would be, and he predicted it then in the fifties, there would be a, a flowering of of Eastern teachings and a, and more of it coming to the West, and that of course has happened massively yeah. since then. Mm. Um, And there's much emphasis on meditation, let's face it now. You can do it in some schools and certainly in some health services and so on, As apart from anything else. And this is wonderful. But the Lord Buddha himself um, must have been and obviously was an exponent of service. I mean, that's what his life shows us.
0: Right. And, absolutely.
1: Must, and yet he obviously came here, I mean I remember the, the Master, excuse this diversion, but I think it's worth it, because we emphasize so often the, the Master Jesus, and rightly so, to emphasize this Master who's on earth, among us, and this would be for him anyway, from where he comes, which is Venus, a limiting thing to have done, tremendously limiting yeah. thing to have done. Uh, and, and come among the vibrations of, albeit on chambala but still on a very backward planet. Um, and he, this is a being who must epitomize in his very essence service, because he's a cosmic master from Venus, and yet when he came, the path he taught must have been prescribed, he must have known. I remember, the, as I was just going to say, Dr. King said to me one evening, Chrissy, o, over a drink about Sri Patanjali, he said to me right. that that he came here, Shri Patanjali, to deliver the aphorisms. Huh. And the way he said it, uh, it was as though, uh, he, he, that's all that he said, but the way he said it suggested to me that those aphorisms existed, he knew that, that they existed, and he had to deliver them. And he did so brilliantly. And likewise, the Lord Buddha must have, as they all do, been given his brief, or whatever the term is, a more elevated term than that, and knew the path that he had to teach in those days. Uh, But it can't have been the whole of what he knew, or a tiny aspect of what he knew, and now, maybe, he's back and released at this time of change to influence this world from Shambhala and through the higher planes and downwards with the real great teaching of service.
0: Mm, That makes a lot of sense, yeah.
1: Very interesting. Um, you know, maybe it's maybe been kind of released in a certain way uh, to do that. Uh, don't get me wrong. I, 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 I mean, Buddhism has been incredibly, as, the, as the far as the big religions go, incredibly successful uh, in terms of being a peaceful religion. Yes. And, and in bringing results to people. And not just to the advanced few, but to people across the globe. Um, but now, of course, there was a meeting. Actually, uh, I don't want to take too much time because this is not what we're here to talk about. But on November the first, uh, oh, no, know, uh, yes, November the first, or I got it right, 1956, there was a meeting on Shambhala. You may remember, Chrissy, not, not that you were there, but you may <laughs> remember hearing about it in Cosmic Voice Volume Two. And it was—we're told—it was attended by two Lords of the Sun, by the Lord Buddha, who one assumes was there by then anyway it isn't stated but we know he came in 1956 and uh, the Master Jesus was there and, the Ma- and two, at least two uh, members of the Great White Brotherhood the Masters M and KH as they're known and right. great change was brought about and decided upon at that meeting which the Master Aetherius reported on and one of those changes was that people should focus more on uh, sending power out to the world in finding the power for themselves. And, of course, the Lord Lord Buddha, the Kamara, will be one of the great instruments of that change, among other changes that's come to earth. So I think it's worth a moment's reflection. And I think you do a a service, don't you, at the Michigan branch uh, for WESAC in some way?
0: Yes, we have uh, for some years now done a service. Yeah. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm. And I think we will certainly, in our Sunday service before that, uh, definitely pay some attention to to it and rightly so
0: well thank you for those interesting thoughts richard that yep. does make a lot of sense but it it's not something that uh i would really have thought about so thank you for sharing that mm.
1: yes well well thank you for for um listening <laughs> um <laughs> well should we move on then to our our subject of the day um Chrissy, you know, we've had some discussions about where we're taking Theorist Radio Live this year, 2017, from here. And we we have a sort of a plan, which is to to take it um, to uh, various keys, keys which are themes, which are, if you like, unique signature themes for uh, Dr. George King in this year of King Yoga. They're they're things which permeate the teachings, the missions, and the practices that that he taught and that we perform, and they are very, very sort of connected to him. So we're starting tonight with the first one, which is solving the spiritual energy crisis, which is very much a trademark concept of his, in the very many ways to do it, as we'll be discussing And then the next one that we have scheduled, because I shall be away for the next two Theorist Radio Lives. I think the next one you're doing is with your husband Gary on on the King Yoga practices. And then there'll be another one in June yet to be arranged. And then the the next one that we'll be doing together is July, which will be repaying our debt to the Mother Earth, which is absolute key, if not the biggest key maybe, or one of them certainly, probably the biggest, for Dr. King and very unique. And then uh, the next one after that will be serving the world as a whole. And that was something he absolutely stressed, as did the Cosmic Masters, through him over and over again. Not so much at the personal level, that's our duty at the personal level, but the main thing that really counts is the world as a whole. And then September we'll be talking about his concept of manipulating karma. And talking about the Lord Buddha, Chrissy, I'd just like to share one thing briefly with our listeners when uh, Dr. King had a meeting uh, with the Lord Buddha on Shambhala in 1978 on December the 5th actually and he received a certain initiation which I'm sure we, 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 we could talk about on another occasion but during that meeting he told me that the Lord Buddha whispered uh, something in his ear and that was that the three words that he'd spoken of about karma were greater than any words that he, the Lord Buddha, had uttered when he was on earth, not now, or in his cosmic self, but while he was walking the earth as the Lord Buddha. And those three words were, karma is pressure.
0: Yeah, that's so brilliant. And
1: there's no doubt, Dr. King has an absolute, unique, and completely distinctive approach to karma, and the concept of manipulating karma, both for oneself but more importantly, again, for the world and for others. And we'll be covering that um, as one of our six keys. And then in in October, we'll be covering Become a Spiritual Fighter, which he absolutely uh, epitomizes, does he not? And this is an age no longer to turn the other cheek. Uh, This is an age to fight spiritually, of course, Not, not going to war with armies and things, but with truth, with light, with love, uh, becoming a spiritual fighter, but to fight back and not to be too passive. And then uh, November, finally the sixth one, we've picked his unconditional surrender to God. So that's what uh, our listeners can, can look forward to. And I think through those six at least, these aspects of, of, of our teacher, of our master, of the founder of King Yoga uh, will come through. And, and may I read a little extract here from something that uh, Dr. King himself said on October the 20th, 1966, in a class on prayer. He said this, When the pupil is ready, the teacher does appear. In other words, when the pupil is ready for the next essential step onwards, they will be able to take that step. They will be helped in one way or another to take that step. A student does begin to absorb some of the deeper aspects of the teachings and some of the deeper aspects of the teacher... Too. Mm-hmm. If you study diligently under a teacher who is any good at all, and you really study di- diligently, whether you come into physical contact with that individual or not, I'd like to repeat that bit, whether you come into physical contact with that individual or not, because most of our listeners will not have come into contact with Dr. King, you begin physically, uh, you begin to absorb some of his higher knowledge. So just in case I've said too many words, let me just re-summarize that statement. If you study diligently under a teacher who is any good at all, and you really study diligently, whether you come into physical contact with that individual or not, you begin to absorb some of his higher knowledge, which he may not have imparted to you by word of mouth. Mm -hmm. This is a fact too. And and on he goes. Um, So you can draw to yourself some of the essence of your teacher, uh, some of his power um, and some of his unspoken teaching when you diligently follow the path that he has laid down, both mainly through practice, but also through study. So I think that, if you like, is the essence of our focus in those keys to King Yoga both to learn the the teachings, the missions, the practices, but also to draw to yourself some of the influence of the master himself and making a connection with him.
0: Mm, thank you, Richard. That's a very important point, especially for people who are new, isn't it? Because they often mm. say, uh, oh, if only I'd met Dr. King, and I totally understand mm. that. But, uh, you know, this is so encouraging for people. And in Absolutely. fact, if they're dedicated in their... You know, studies and in their work through the Ethereum Society as well. Then I, I believe, they can really understand it more and more. I mean, it's the depths of your, of what you do. I think is, is sort of a correlation to how much of the essence of Dr King you would um, bring, bring out into your life. And if that makes sense, but uh,
1: you it know, does. It, it's kind it really of up to us. Yes. Yeah, and you can so see very, it. Very I can see it. I mean. Indeed. I mean, I can see it. You know, There are people I, I obviously know, a lot of people in the society, as you do, and you can see people who, who actually have had the privilege of, of coming to some physical contact with Dr. King. They may have met him or seen him, and, and others who have not, and yet who are more dedicated in certain cases, perhaps, and live it more and study it more, and you can see more of the essence of Dr. King yeah. in some of those people who never physically met him. That in certain cases, one or two who who may who did, without you know criticizing them as individuals, but they aren't as keen, as dedicated, as focused on the master. So, I think it's a it's a a very key aspect of King Yoga as well. It brings us closer to the master that that, that devised it all.
0: So, if people out there say you know the people who've always wanted to meet a master or to study under a master, well, you still can you know, and mm. this is a true master and you won't find better, so you won't, I mean, and, and you your... can
1: see it, you can see it in other religions, can't you, you can see examples for example in Christianity, who, people who came centuries after the master Jesus, who mm. have practiced, you know, the essence of what he taught uh, and, and, which is different I mean the emphasis was different then, there might be an element of martyrdom or something like that, but they have lived that essence and come close to the master jesus through doing so um in this day and age i can't think as you say of a of a master <laughs> all the masters are great but this is the master who's laid the path shall we say for these days for us to follow i believe not the only one but the greatest one i think you put that very well chrissy in which so shall we then start off with this particular Topic and Chrissy, it was your idea to do this particular topic. Our first key, if you like, would you like to lead us into solving the spiritual energy crisis?
0: Yes, quite a challenge there, but uh, it's something that Dr. (laughs) King certainly took on with his life. And he realized very early on, actually, that you know, we worry a lot on this planet about running out of energy uh, physical energy and not enough gas or coal or electricity or whatever, as if that's the main crisis facing us in the future. But Dr. King explained that, you know, we can worry about this physical energy crisis as much as we like, but unless we put right what he called, and I believe it was in the 1960s when he termed this, am I right, Richard, do, do you remember when he made this, he termed this I, I, spiritual thought, energy
2: crisis? I,
1: well, you could be right, but I th- where I associate it with Chrissy was when we had um, uh, uh, a, a real sort of petrol gas crisis across the world so much so that people are queuing up and you can only get petrol oh, two right. days a week or four days and then this would be the early 70s I think but right. you could be right that he mentioned it before then but he, that's when he I think delivered his brilliant address uh, the energy right. crisis
0: right. that makes a lot mm. of sense um, so mm. people will say well what is the spiritual energy crisis and it can be explained in different ways but I like to think of it as a if you look at the world what's really lacking in this world is a lack of things like love and consciousness and understanding and um, you know all these things and lack of spiritual energy which is a very real thing it's a very spiritual energy Dr. King explains is a physical energy and uh, mm. how do you solve this crisis? And that's what he went about doing. And Richard, I, li- I love this, your six uh, different episodes uh, explaining really the essence of Dr. King more than anything else. And this, as you said, is one of the ones that really kind of motivated him to devise mm. these wonderful global healing missions, teach us how to pray and to heal, and all of these things that will help us to bring this spiritual energy, this energy of love more into the world to help raise consciousness uh, and so forth. And he said that, you know, until you can solve this one, then you'll never solve the physical energy crisis. And that's a very interesting thought.
1: Certainly is, certainly is. So um, are you going to lead us then through some of uh, of that talk, which was published in um, Contacts with the Gods from Space? Um actually, in fact, I can tell you when it was delivered because it's in the Chapter 5 of Contacts with the Gods from Space, some extract of it. And it was uh, 1973 that he delivered that uh, lecture, The Spiritual Energy Crisis. I think it was an address. And you will find, as I say, some of the extracts in it. Having said that, the concept of sending out energy to the world was there from the very beginning of the society with the first orbit of satellite Number three, of course.
0: Yeah, I think it's a... Exactly. I think it's a very strange concept or a new concept for a lot of people, even like new age people, people who are into the spiritual sciences, to think that they can actually radiate this energy through themselves. And this is like the first thing you you have to really understand, that we are, if you like, spiritual energy radiators. uh, Radiating... Because we have the the physical, you have the makeup for it. We have the the psychic centers, the chakras, which are constantly radiating out and taking in energy. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's what we are. So Mm -hmm. by sending out our prayer and giving the healing and cooperating with the global healing missions like Operation Prayer Power and so forth, we can be extraordinary like spiritual energy radiators. And I really can't think of anything better that we could be it sounds like a strange thing, but this is really what we are, wouldn't you agree, Richard?
2: We're I certainly would. No, our absolutely. Love. Mm. Yeah.
0: And um, mm. Master makes a very good point in this his lecture. It, he illustrates how mankind we tend to focus on the wrong things or the the least, the less important things, rather than the most important things. And he gives an illustration. If I can just read that, Richard, from from his
2: lecture. Sure. He
0: if a runner wants to build himself up for a big race, it's no good if he starts building up his arms, right? That seems obvious. He can have the strongest arms in the world, and they won't help him if he needs his legs to run with. And that's exactly Mm. what mankind is doing. In their ignorance, they're putting, as we may say, the least important before the most important. They're trying to satisfy their gross physical energy desires before they even think about their spiritual energy needs. And sooner or later, no matter what happens, they have to put this energy complex in its rightful order. If mankind has to perish terribly a million times so that he can learn this lesson, then he'll do so. And so on. Um, He said it's almost unbelievable the absurdity of the inhabitants of this planet. Um, I mean, what can we say? I mean, uh, it's a fantastic illustration and I think what yes. it is is that people have never heard about spiritual energy, even though you know we're forever talking about it in the Ethereum Society. They don't really mm. haven't really grasped the concept yet.
1: Mm.
0: But one thing we can true. do is to prove it to ourselves, you know, through uh, prayer and especially during these times that we're called spiritual pushes that we're going to talk about a little later, uh, when. uh, our prayers and all our selfless actions are magnified by a factor of 3,000 times and many people who send out their prayers uh, during these times really can feel the energy flowing through them and so it's one way you can perform a little experiment yourself if you haven't yet um, heard of or participated with this spiritual energy crisis and helping to solve it
1: Indeed. And, and, of course, the, the satellite... Are you going to give us an exercise now, Chrissy, or or later?
0: Oh, well, we could, we could do it later. Do it later. later. Well,
1: of course, the, yeah. what you just referred to, the spiritual push, the first one starting in just under seven hours, six and a half hours, actually. So it's very relevant. So I suggest we have a break now uh, let, with Nikki, and then come back and you tell us about the spiritual push.
0: <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you.
2: Well, thank you, Richard and Chrissy. You are listening to A Serious Radio Live with hosts Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze talking about solving the energy crisis. There are quite a few events to announce, so please bear with me. As already mentioned, we will be uh, seeing... The first hour of the First Spiritual Push, and Chrissy will be covering more details about that. You are warmly invited to attend London and Michigan, or any one of our centers, for this potent first hour service. Please visit ethereist.org for more details. Every Saturday and Sunday, you are very welcome to join in with a live online Twelve Blessings service. To find out more, please visit 12blessings.org, and that is 12 in digits. Moving swiftly on to local events at the Michigan branch of the Aetherian Society, on Thursday, April 27th, Chrissy, together with her husband Gary, will be giving a lecture on a fascinating subject, The Lost Years of Jesus, The Coming of the Cosmic Christ. On Saturday, May 20th, sees the launch of King Yoga Series in Michigan, and this Particular class will be taken by Gary Blaze. Again, visit ethereusmi.org for more details. Later this month in London at the Mind Body Spirit Festival, Richard will be leading two stage demonstrations on Sunday, April 30th, The Magic of Healing, and on Monday, May the 1st, World Healing through King Yoga. Now, here's one not to be missed, is a brand new workshop, Find Real Success Through King Yoga, which Richard will be holding at two very different locations, in London on Sunday May 14th, and Los Angeles on Sunday May 20th. Details of all these events can be found on Hib's website, which is lawrence.co.uk, and of course, a For more information about the new 2017 program of events taking place at the London Temple starting in May, please visit london-temple.org. And as always, our website, ethereist.org, has more information and details of the various publications and audio titles available on CD or download. So that's it for now. So I'm very pleased to return you to your hosts. Richard Long and Chrissy Blaze. Thanks, Nicky. Thank you, Nicky.
1: That was excellent. Yeah, thanks very much. Um, and just to, just to explain that May the 20th is actually a Saturday, I think. It is. But that's, that's a detail. Thank you very much. So, Chrissy, you were going to talk to us about the spiritual push, weren't you?
0: Oh, yes, since it um, begins today, until May the 23rd, yeah. the first one, there is, a, there is a plan, as we've talked about before, for peace and enlightenment of mankind, which is uh, held in place and activated by the ancient ones, by the great and great cosmic masters. They are here helping us on this planet as much as they can. And I say, within the law of karma, because our poor karma on this planet restricts what they can do to help. but one thing that they are doing and have been doing our knowledge and perhaps before then since May the 28th, 1955, is to bring into orbit of this Earth a satellite called Satellite Number 3 under the control of the Cosmic Master or the Karmic Lord who we've talked about before, Mars Sector 6. And this very advanced spacecraft orbits our world um, four times a year for about three to four weeks at a time. And it is able to, through their advanced technology, to pinpoint anybody on earth who is performing selfless service through perhaps giving healing or sending out their prayers or just helping someone in one of numerous ways that we can help on this planet. It doesn't matter what their religion is or where they live or what they believe. It doesn't matter at all if they have no religion at all. It doesn't matter as long as they're working to help other people, then they can pinpoint those people throughout this time and magnify the effects, the karmic effects of their um, actions by 3,000 times. Uh, this is a fantastic gift to this world, and so I urge listeners who haven't heard about this before to go to the website, www.etherius.org, and get write down the date. The first one, as I say, starts tonight in a few hours' time, and we'll find that there are special services we call power circles um, at each of the headquarters and all the branches and groups around the world in their different time zones. And I think it's 1 a.m. in England. Is that right, Richard, where you're
1: That's correct, yeah, 1 a.m. BST. And you have
0: -hmm. have a service at a serious house. Um, in in the temple,
1: in our temple. Oh, it's in yeah. the
0: temple. And yeah. we have one here, and we have a, a time of 8 p.m., so it's a little easier mm. for us. And, uh, I
1: know, I've been there. I've <laughs> <laughs> been in Michigan for that. It's very, very pleasant at 8 p.m., yes. but it's a pri- privilege Excuse- at 1 a.m. though.
0: Yes, yeah, it makes it very special. And, of course, in Los Angeles it's uh, 5 p.m., Five to six, yep. and we have this special service. But throughout the whole of the what we call the spiritual push, we have extra uh, services and so on, which everyone is very welcome to join. And we encourage people also, in their own homes, to to do more services of the twelve blessings and uh, give more service yeah. wherever they can. To be very conscious that they can really, really make a tremendous difference during these special times, these spiritual pushes, and these colossal amounts of spiritual energy are beamed down to anyone on earth. And I I know when I first heard about that, Richard, in the early seventies I thought, wow, how on earth did they have the technology to pinpoint anybody on Earth? And of course now I think people everybody can understand that because we're used to things like Google Earth. But Mm -hmm. not it doesn't just stop there. Their technology is so is a spiritual technology which as I say, not only can pinpoint people, but also enhance the karmic effects. It's a fantastic uh, concept here. Is there anything you want to add to that, Richard?
1: Yeah, a couple of things. I mean, I think the other thing to say is they they can not only pinpoint uh, the person, they can pinpoint them, they know their motive, and it could be anything from somebody, as you rightly say, praying or doing healing, to somebody who's spiritually motivated performing an action such as helping um, someone in need. might be helping them physically, but they're motivated spiritually to help them. And this too can be potentized, and it's potentized, as you say, 3,000 times. So it, does, it doesn't mean, of course, and Dr. King has explained this, that if you happen to be praying, uh, that necessarily suddenly 3,000 times the amount of energy will actually go through you, but it means the effect of that prayer Will be three thousand times as potent it could be i mean my experience, Chrissy, and I'm sure yours, is that you can feel the difference when yes. you're a regular prayer between praying in a spiritual push and out of it, and um it's definitely more potent um and for example, when we do operation prayer power, uh, which is one of the missions we we've talked about a bit before, and i'm sure you're I think you're going to be talking about more again, possibly in June, Chrissy um yes. you know it it is kind of if this is the right word easier um during a spiritual push in the sense the flow of energy is, seems to be more immediate sometimes and you can actually feel that and dr king said it can also improve the quality not just the quantity but the quality but the most important thing is the one i think you've hit on there chrissy which is the karmic effect and this is why it makes such an enormous difference to the to the world as a whole Really, and, and the more people who who are spiritually active in any number of ways, as long as the motive is right and the action is a spiritual one, then the more powerful it will be.
0: Yes, thank you, Richard. And uh, this is a massive uh, spacecraft. I think the the craft is is about twelve thousand feet in length, and uh, but it's invisible to all radars and so forth. It, it it's you know it hasn't been. You know, it's it's not seen by spacecraft on this earth, as far as I know. And um, so that their actions can go ahead and unimpeded by humanity, if you like, and performing their wonderful work. So I think it's if one thing we can decide to do today, April the 18th, the beginning of the year's spiritual pushes, if you like, one thing we can decide to do, all of us, is to really... Um, do our very, very best to make it, almost make it worthwhile for the cosmic masters to come and to spend their precious time and their wonderful compassion on us by doing everything we can to wake up in the morning and be conscious of it. And everything you do, be very conscious that this is happening and uh, work with it. And so we also have, should we talk a little about Operation Space Power. Are you going to talk by about that, means, Richard? By all means,
1: yeah. No, you, you. Well, you seem to be on a flow there, Chrissy. So <laughs> please do, or I will. It's up to you. You, you keep going. Why not?
0: Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> as if the transmission of energy from satellite number three isn't enough, uh, we, Dr. King, greatly enhanced this by inventing and having built radionic apparatus. Uh, which is housed in five locations in the Etheria society. One in in London, the spiritual energy radiators, they're called. Um, The north of England, Michigan, uh, in Los Angeles, and in Auckland, New Zealand, these precious spiritual energy radiators. And they're aligned at certain times every day during spiritual pushes with the radiation of beams of spiritual energy from this satellite number three. And um, each of the spiritual energy radiators operates for at least three hours a day during a spiritual push. And so tremendously, thousands and thousands of prayer hours are sent out through them, uh, through these spiritual energy radiators in these five locations. And... um, the intensity of the spiritual energy through the, the radiators by satellite number three is greater than the capacity of, say, an ordinary person on Earth. So it's a, although it's a machine, it's a machine activated by the cosmic masters, if you like, and they send their love, the spiritual energy, through these machines out into the world. So this is a great supplementation of the spiritual of what we can do, humanity, with the spiritual pushes too
1: absolutely, and I think one of the things you know when when talking about this is to see that spiritual energy is unlimited because it affects yes. the whole being of, of of whatever it's empowering i mean it could be a human being, it could be an animal, could be vegetable uh, or, or mineral life um and of if it's a, if it's a person it affects not just the um, psychic aspects, but the mind as well as the body. And if one looks at, you know, a situation like we, have, we now have, let's just take what one of our biggest, cri- well, two massive crises at the moment, aren't there? One is North Korea, one is Syria. Yeah. Both those this would mm. apply to. All sorts of measures can be taken. They can be political measures. They can be military measures. But the only thing that's really, in the end, going to bring a lasting result is a change of consciousness by those involved in those situations, and that's one of yeah. the great powers of spiritual energy. I mean, you you could um, sort of defeat. I mean, we see we've seen war used as a solution in not too long ago, and and you can see it in the Middle East already in countries like Iraq and Libya. And I think by general consensus, although they were militarily seemed to be successful in a way, they put, I mean, I don't say I agree with that, but that would be the perception of some military people. Um, they didn't, they haven't left those nations more at peace, uh, better, even more prosperous from what you hear, or even more democratic in some would say. Um Some would disagree with that last point, but they 're certainly not at peace. The thing that has to change in any given area is the consciousness of the people in it and Definitely. if you haven't removed that bit like your parallel earlier of the the hand and the and the foot and you know you might get rid of i don 't know um, some terror a terrorist danger in Iraq, and another one will spring up, which has happened of course, because the essence yeah. of that mindset is still there it might even be worse and some would say that isis for example some would say i'm not taking any political position here is worse than what preceded it um so whereas spiritual energy doesn't work that way doesn't crush something that's wrong or even negotiate from a position either of fear or or financial advantage or whatever it brings a change to people 's minds and hearts when it really works, and likewise in a disaster situation, just so people can sort of relate to the concrete examples of what these spiritual energy radiators do uh, Chrissy you know it can change the consciousness of of disaster stricken areas so that people who might not have wanted to release funds, for example, for right. those disaster stricken areas are moved to do so. I mean, for example, we did some runs not so long ago in Syria, and many would say, well, that hasn't done much, has it? But um, on the other hand, you know, massive pledges of humanitarian aid have been made uh, during that period. Now, one can't say that, you know, it doesn't prove that they wouldn't have been made anyway, but I would think that could be one way that that energy will work. And so, you know, an extra, I think, $6 billion was pledged in that area to to provide aid, for example. Now, you know, the agencies that have to do that, they need to be moved by something, either their conscience or some force uh, to determine their actions in that respect. So, and, and it can also inspire and help those wonderful workers from the Red Cross and other organizations who go out and work in these areas, it can help them this energy can work in a whole variety of ways, so it's fantastic medical workers who go out to the Sudan or whatever it might be as well as sending out healing directly to stricken victims and patients, it can help those working in the area by strengthening them by inspiring them or even maybe in certain cases by protecting them and so th- these hours of, of spiritual energy that are going out, and it's, it's in the order, Chrissy, through the SERs, it's in excess of 30,000 hours a day. That's a man or woman praying for an hour uh, through the five spiritual energy radiators that you mentioned, are going out with very pure quality, what you might call love energy.
0: Yeah. That's a very great absolute- explanation. Thank you
1: for that reason. It's a hallmark of, thank you, but it's a hallmark of King Yoga. I mean, he, he came up, Dr. King, you know, in his earlier years certainly through yoga, but also through the spiritualist movement as you know, Chrissy, and he was involved before he was ever received the commander, was involved in cosmic contacts that that, that were, were directly channeled through him um, as part of the uh, Aetherius Society. He, he was involved um, in in that movement, the spiritualist, the Marrowbone Spiritualist Church, that used to be known, and in giving of healing, and he saw it firsthand, and he worked out his own technique that we use that we're demonstrating at the Mind Body Spirit Festival, for example, which is demonstrated and practiced all over the world by the Aetherian Society in Africa and, and and everywhere that we we operate. Um, and that he saw and he devised a technique and he again used spiritual energy to solve that crisis that health crisis or to help to solve it doesn't cure everyone uh, but it can, it'll certainly should help them you know we can't make guarantees we don't make guarantees but most people tell us that in one way or another they feel some benefit from it in in some cases there are people who do actually get completely better in some pe- cases there are people yeah. who feel strengthened better able to cope with the uh, what they're going through or whatever the case may be and this is the outpouring of spiritual energy through a healer to an individual and if you if you transpose that to a global level then you've got solving the energy crisis At a world level, and it's the world level that really counts in these days.
0: And if you think about the world and how we react, you know, countries react. One uh, rattles the sabres at another country, and they feel they have to retaliate. It's all based on, you know, um, the old-fashioned, you know, the thing, Master Jesus came and, you know, got rid of the eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth by teaching love and forgiveness, and yet still we have this attitude of an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But then now in this age, as Richard has explained so well, that um, it's all about raising consciousness through spiritual energy. And so the old uh, model, I mean, that didn't work 2,000 years ago, an eye for an eye for a tooth for a tooth, and yet still this revenge uh, philosophy is, is still there on this earth. And the only ones that can change it are us, you know, basically.
1: And we've been given the way to do it, the 12 blessings being one of the most wonderful ways that any individual, uh, if not the the best way, the best practice anyone can use as an individual, to send spiritual energy out to the world. Um, the missions that Dr. King devised, and you've mentioned Operation Space Power, one of the greatest of them, is uh, even more powerful, of course, because it's working directly, uh, I would say far more powerful, because it's working directly with cosmic masters who emit the energy and manipulate it. But we have to play our, our essential part in it. And I mean, it really does work. I think people probably can have confidence, they can have faith, in the fact that we may not know, and that's the point, I suppose, with world healing. You can't pinpoint, ah, oh, this happened and that happened to that person. But overall, uh, you can know that great good is being done. You don't know the details of it all. It may not be exactly the details you want, and some problems are really intransigent. I mean, when Operation Prayer Power started, you remember it well, Chrissy, uh energy was sent to a war, Uh, Cyprus and the war stopped within eight hours I think it was and that was in the 70s well when you're looking at the Syria conflict you're not dealing with a war like that, you're dealing with a war with so many vested interests, so many vested interests by the dark forces obviously as well and and the major superpowers involved and we can see that and war um, has never ever really solved you know problems in a lasting way you can even look at wars which are as close some would say to justifiable as it gets and even then you can see from those wars ramifications which brought great death and and so on that came from them Uh, politics likewise politics has never really proved to work because you know you've had politically negotiated settlements for example in the middle east and they haven't lasted because the people who signed them or agreed them don't want them to last basically one or other of them and other forces don't want them to last money there is enough money there is enough money now in this world uh to go around uh as the master yeah. of Jesus himself referred to the, unfa- I think his words were the unfair scheme of distribution. And in that respect, we know that to be true. It, but it, it doesn't go around. Why doesn't it go around? Because the people don't want it to. They want to have more for themselves. And and so that's the thing that has to change. And the,
0: the individual and. Exactly, this raising of consciousness and the beauty of this radiating spiritual energy is that number one, we can all do it. Every man, woman, and child on earth
1: absolutely can do it. Absolutely.
0: Uh, and and number two, it, it, we're not forcing people through, You know, if you no, you know, I know some sects, and this happened to Gary once. I think they have to pray to change somebody's mind, and this is very dangerous. And this is something Ooh. we shouldn't do. But this oh, release yeah. of no. spiritual energy, it doesn't change anybody's mind but it helps then to see perhaps see things more clearly to get inspiration and so forth but we're not trying to uh, you know force changes on people it doesn't do that
1: not at all it, it's a natural force and the kind of energy that it'll translate if it's done correctly anyway into the kind of energy an individual needs one person might need something gentle and yes. calming and another person might need to be inspired, motivated, almost kicked up the you-know-what in a way to get them moving to do something. Um, but the energy will, uh, will translate through mind because it's above mind in its purest form. It's not limited to any one kind of mind form. Uh, and that's, that's where it scores. It's, it's energy, spiritual energy is above mind and karma is even above spiritual energy.
0: Right. Thank you, Richard. Have we got time to say a few words about Operation Prayer Power?
1: Sure, yes. And you're the person to do it, Chrissy. Yes.
0: Oh. (laughs) Well, (laughs) another mission Dr. King devised to help solve the spiritual energy crisis, he was always so aware of that, was Operation Prayer Power, which is performed in... uh, five locations again around the world, the same ones I mentioned earlier. And if anybody is lucky enough to live near one of those locations, then I urge you to come along, find out about Operation Prayer Power, and hopefully join. It's an amazing mission. It's kind of ahead of its time, and yet it's of its time. People come together, and they chant mantra, which is a wonderful thing to do in a group. It's very, um, very uplifting, It's hard work, but it's very uplifting. And another group of people, uh, through the prayers of the 12 blessings, are able to put the energy radiated from the mantra team and from the prayers into um, uh, what's called a battery, a piece of radionic equipment designed by Dr. King to actually store and concentrate this spiritual energy. So why would you want to store it? Well, so that this concentrated energy the energy of love, when it's concentrated, becomes even more powerful. And then we can release it at times when it's needed, which we do and have done uh, for over, gosh, 30, is it 30 years or is it 40 years? I don't know, a long, long time since the beginning of Operation Prayer Power. And um, Richard mentioned the, the war in, between Greece and Cyprus. Uh, sorry, was it Turkey and Cyprus? where Operation Prayer Power Energy yeah. was sent and the war stopped. And uh, over the years, we've had many, many uh, examples. It's, it's not easy to prove the re- results of spiritual energy. But, Richard, I think you'll agree that over the years, over the many decades that we've been involved with this, we see results happening over and over again so much that it just can't be a chance. You know, it's, you know we believe it's, it is the result of this. And I have to just mention yes. one thing. Years after the, the, the war that was stopped in, in uh, Cyprus, Turkey, I think it was. Was it Greece, Greece or Cyprus? It, was
1: Cy- it was Cyprus? it was Cyprus. It was Cyprus war between factions. A Cyprus led. War. Or the Years co- later, the Greek colonels.
0: That's right, yes. I took a healing class in London with just one person, actually. And uh, right at the end, for some reason, we got talking about Operation Prayer Power, and it turned out that he was actually fighting in that war on the front lines. Mm. And when I explained mm. that we'd sent energy and then the war stopped uh, after, he said, yes. He said, I absolutely believe that. He said, because when it happens, he said, we on the front line said, this is from God. This should never have happened. It came out of the blue. And I totally believe that it was Operation Prayer Power. And that's what he said. So mm. I think that was a that's proof a verification, if you like.
1: It, it sounds like, that's amazing, Chrissy. that was in July 1974, between Turks and the Greeks over the island of Cyprus, Cyprus rather, uh, that's it threatened right, the yeah. peace of the whole Middle East at the time as well. Well, that's interesting, it and is. I think we're running, running out of time, but how, what better than, in this key of King Yoga, than to quote Dr. George King when he said this, and this is straight out of contacts with the gods from space, stop and think about the real sources of energy and how to use these correctly. If you do it through religion then do it through your religion. If you do so as a non-religious person then do it as a non-religious person but do it. Use the vast spiritual energy battery which is the whole of creation. Let it course through you. Become a radiator for this and send it out to all and go through the whole process of evolution.
0: Wonderful. (laughs)
1: yeah and uh, i think it's a very very good thing i mean there's only one reason we're here according to dr king and that is to evolve and the surest way to do it is through controlling spiritual energy both within us and in this day and age especially without us outside of us and out to the world so i think chrissy again happy birthday
0: thanks Thank for picking you.
1: this topic and um, should we hand over to nikki
0: Oh, yes, let's. Thank you so much, Richard, and thank you to all the listeners. Well, thank you to both you, Richard and Chrissy,
2: for once again sharing your deep insights and amazing revelations. You have been listening to Aetherius Radio Live, which is your Cosmic Connection, the third Tuesday of each month. The next show will be on May 16th when your host, Chrissy Blaze will be joined by her husband Gary to discuss King Yoga, the yoga of spiritual development and service. For more information on the fascinating facts mentioned in the show or to connect with the Aetherius Society, please visit Aetherius.org. And you can also connect with Chrissy and Richard by visiting their respective websites, chrissyblaze.com and richardlawrence.co.uk. Thank you so much for listening and uh, look forward to uh, talking to you next month. All the best.